Hello, I am Max, the boyfriend. I'm Celie, the girlfriend. And this is A Girlfriend's Glimpse, where I make Celie watch things that she otherwise wouldn't. This week, we're going to be talking about season one of Umbrella Academy. <laughs> I like it a lot. I am very surprised that you like it a lot. I kind of made you watch this because season four is incoming in the next couple months, I'm pretty sure. So I figured we'd try the first episode, and yeah, you were you were hooked pretty quickly. I think it's just because of this diverse cast of characters that we meet over the... I mean, I guess all in episode one, but over the course of the season, we get to really know them. And just how messed up all of them are. I guess <laughs> I should start... I mean, we'll introduce all of these seven characters, but which one is your favorite? My favorite character? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Um... You know, while you think I will just kind of give the overview of the show for anyone who hasn't seen it, I don't know why you're listening to this because we're going to spoil the heck out of it, but it is about a really rich guy, um, something Hargreaves, what is it, Reginald Hargreaves, and he finds out that 43 children were just conceived out of the blue for no reason at all, and they were all born on the same day. And they all had superpowers, and he was able to buy seven of them. And these are their adventures, that seven. So of those seven, who would you say is your favorite? Or at least like top three. Top three? Yeah. Okay, top three would be Klaus. Mm -hmm. I knew he was going to be up there <laughs> for you. Five. Yes. And uh, Luther. Yeah. I have a soft spot for Diego. I feel like you're either a Diego person or a Luther person. I don't care for Diego as much, especially in the second season. The first season, um, he was more like relatable and human, but in the second season, he's kind of... <laughs> uh, we, we're only like a few episodes into season two, but he he gets a lot of play in season two. In fact... I, I won't spoil it, but I will say he has my favorite line or one of my favorite lines in anything ever in season two. But we'll cover that in a few weeks when we when we review it. So I guess I, I like Diego just for the simple fact that he's kind of Batman-esque. He, he, he's like a vigilante. He, he's in the shadows. He's a ninja and he uses knives and he can change their trajectory i trajectory <laughs> projector uh, trajectory max okay he's <laughs> using a projector to change the project no nope. can't talk now it's all every word sounds weird save me <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i don't know i guess diego doesn't really remind me of batman he almost reminds me of like a wannabe hero because i mean he can do some damage but he's always so misguided and a little egotistical and he has to be right and he has to be the hero of the story and most often all it does is cause a domino effect of really bad events i mean yeah he got his ex kind of killed i'm trying to remember the series of events that that unfolded with but well, he told her to play by his rules and then she tried it for one second and that got her killed so yeah technically he got her killed 
Well, kind of. I mean, she had the choice and she didn't have a warrant and mm. she was educated and trained to know that you can't really do that. Yeah. Um, uh, the only defense that she would have had is that she heard commotion inside that room and had reason to believe that somebody was in danger in there mm -hmm. and then she could enter. Yeah, but... But she was killed, so she didn't get a chance to vouch for herself. <laughs> and Diego doesn't really have... Like, he, he has that moment where he gets to, you know, let out all of his emotion and seeing uh, her die and, and the then he sad moves on. music's playing. Yeah, he... And I guess at the end of the season, he gets the... He's fighting Mary J. Blige's character, Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha. And he's going to kill her, but then doesn't, mm. even though I... I feel like he should have killed her. I don't know. This I didn't like Cha-Cha. <laughs> really? I, well, like, I, I understand her character and why mm -hmm. she was the way she was. And I and I know that um, the way Hazel was, mm -hmm. he needed to have, uh, like, a direct opposite. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hazel's and that's so where Cha-Cha comes in. And, and then Cha-Cha is so, like, hard-ass. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she's... Pardon my French, but she's quite a bitch. <laughs> well, she had... She, like... I don't know if she was in love with Hazel or I don't or something. Think so, but but she it, she was very spiteful about yeah. him finding Agnes and yeah, finding love pettiness. and stuff. It was and she was kept referring to her as a whore and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, are you mad at him? Or are you mad that he has Agnes? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. And then when you pointed that out on this viewing for me, it's because you're a guy and I'm yeah. a girl and I know better. <laughs> but <laughs> no. I started to think like maybe. I, she almost i think she yeah. had a thing for him because she was why so would mad she go through that much effort right and why would she and it seemed to before she knew that he was hooking up with agnes and trying to elope or get away and go wherever with her before then she had a lot of reservation and sadness and remorse about the fact that they got a note that or she got a note saying kill hazel yeah and it terminate him but then as soon as she saw that he was with Agnes and that's his the whole thing. That's when she got ruthless and that's when she got mad and that's when she started being, uh, to quote you, a bitch. Because <laughs> and I so I think she had a thing for Hazel. She had a really like deep yeah. connection and I, she. I don't know if it was romantic or if she just felt betrayed that she was being left behind um think, from her partner and I think it must she was moving more on the latter, but it's not definite like it could be yeah. the first it could be romantic well even when they had the chance to kill each other like these people have killed hundreds upon <laughs> thousands of people mm -hmm. and when they were fighting they weren't they didn't look like they were even fighting to kill each other they were mm -hmm. fighting to get even they were fighting to fight because they you didn't have mm -hmm. really good ways of expressing themselves verbally i guess because it wouldn't work Everything about Hazel and Chacha, and even the fact that we can have this conversation about them, I love because, and again, we've seen a little bit into season two, the assassins that we get in that have no dialogue whatsoever. And that is how <laughs> Hazel and Chacha, so the freaking Swedes and their brothers, I guess. And well, they all <laughs> they stand out like a sore thumb. They are not incognito. And the I love that. But anyway. The point I was getting to is that Hazel and Cha-Cha are like that in the comic where if I'm remembering right, and I could be wrong, but they don't have any dialogue at all. They're not characters. They're just silent assassins with the teddy bear masks. It wasn't even teddy bear. It was like a weird squirrel. And it was metal, and I guess. 
Well, it was a weird squirrel and a dog, Mm -hmm. but the only time that they looked metal was when they were wearing them and they held their shape. But as soon as they took them off, they like folded and crumpled like, you know, latex. So I don't, that one I didn't understand. And I was like, I wish they had more continuity with that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I understand it was to make it easier for the actors to wear them so frequently and to see out of them and cost. But I wish they had continuity with that because it threw me off every time. Like they would get shots fired and you hear, ding! Ding, like coming off there yeah. and then they would take them off and it would crumple like like cheap you plastic for some reason i'm fine with that like i i love hazel and cha-cha's character and this being a comic book universe if you tell me that their masks are just bulletproof latex or whatever or silicone i believe it because again i have a suspension well, i'm not as convinced <laughs> it's like you can give um in Batman v Superman, I don't necessarily like that movie, but Batman's suit is bulletproof. Yeah, but that makes sense because he's Batman mm-hmm. and he has money to do that. But it's also just a thin latex. But it, it works for me. It, it's just I I accept it. And when they started folding their masks up and it folded at the back of their neck, I never really questioned it too much or i guess as i immediately questioned (laughs) i was like hang on what the you can't tell me they're bulletproof and make them sound like metal and hold their shape like that and then take them off and they crumple to the ground like a cheap spirit halloween mask nah i buy it i don't buy it. it's fine for me and also how the how the hell has what's her name oh my god what is her name Uh... not uh the lady that's basically like the white-haired lady that is following them around and making the decisions who that's demoted. What's her name? What? What are you talking about? Oh, um, What's her name? The Handler? Yeah, I don't the, think she has a name. It's just The oh, Handler. The Handler. Mm-hmm. What was I, how the hell has she survived everything? I don't how, think she's human. How did she survive a grenade like two feet away from her. Mm-hmm. How did she survive like, a bullet to the head? It, how did she? It how did she be, survive that? It can be explained that whenever she gets a life-threatening injury, she just heals it out, and then she time travels back to the point that she was, so that however much time it took for her to heal, it was just nothing. But yeah, but that doesn't make any yeah, sense like because she would look. She would look. A little left up, even mm-hmm. if she did survive that, and all she had was like a scar on her face, and that mm-hmm. was that wasn't even like sustained. It was it went away, and I was yeah. like, and then she got a bullet to the dome, to and then the she's head. fine. And she, they were literally taking her to be incinerated, and at the mortuary, and they were talking about it, and she just starts talking and blinking and goes, "Take me to the hospital," <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" I mean. It has happened in the real world. Quite yeah, a few but, times where someone gets shot through yeah, the brain that and was, alive. Yeah, but that but, was like, that's not mm, common. Yeah, every time that I hear about a story like that happening, and they like, bullshit, also, that's well, not real. They also called it. They said, oh, she did. Yeah. She gone. <laughs> so I don't, they Put must the have fire. taken vitals. They must have tried before they can claim that she's dead. But I... I'm not going to say too much, but I will say this series, Umbrella Academy, does cover non-human things. So she she could be non-human, whatever that may be. Yeah, mean. but they don't explain that yet. Yet. But like, she's like an eternal being. She can't die. And no matter how many times, that's why I feel like that's why she's so reckless with, you know, dangerous yeah. situations is because she knows she's coming back. 
it i assumed that she was reckless just because she's existed out of time for so long and she just she's a narcissist but she's definitely a narcissist oh yeah and i also don't understand why she took a fish I'm assuming it's to replace the fishbowl head guy that replaced her and just like swap them out and have this like incompetent regular ass goldfish and put him in a bowl. And I should have we should have recorded this before we watched any of season two, because, yeah, those are questions that will be answered by the end of season two. Well, when we finish all the seasons, mm -hmm. we'll come back and talk about it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a girlfriend's glimpse. A girlfriend's glimpse. But I feel like we're kind of forgetting some of the characters of the seven, or at least there's a bunch more that we need to talk about with them. So I could just run through them. And I, some of them, they give the superhero name of in the show, but I can also give you the superhero name of that they have in the comic. Just aren't they just, aren't they just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Yes. But the mother, the robot, I was about Grace. to say robotic mother, but I don't even know. Grace? Yeah. She, she's like a, um, a highly advanced AI. Mm, I'm pretty sure she gave them the name, and she was like much more of a mother. Yeah, because I was wondering how they got their like like normal names, not mm -hmm. numbers, because I'm like, there ain't no way Mr. Hargreaves gave them names after he numbered them one through no, seven. There ain't no way. Two craps about Yeah, them. I would assume that either they gave themselves names after a long time, mm -hmm. Or Grace did. If I'm remembering right, and it's been years since I read the comic, but uh, yeah, Grace gave them the names. And Grace, uh, another reason why I like Diego is because Diego used to have a lisp and he was working on it a whole bunch with Grace. And that's why they have the really good bond. Mm -hmm. Or not a lisp. Well, it's stutter? Like a, yeah, stutter. That's what it was. I was like, I don't think he had a lisp. I think it was just a stutter because mm -hmm. he would try to talk and then give up because mm -hmm. he couldn't get it out and that does come back at yeah. really key points and but she was a good mom even though she, she wasn't really like a human <laughs> she's a better mom than some moms are i know really she's incredibly say. tolerant and i was laughing so hard when they like did a flashback when they were trying to find a, a <laughs> nanny <laughs> for seven killing them and, and vanya was just like you want to make me eat oatmeal? All right, I'll make you eat glass, bitch. <laughs> she threw it through the windows. And then she tried to throw Grace and uh, got all twisted up. And she stood up, turned her head 180 degrees back around and just smiled at her and said, let's eat. It's time for oatmeal. <laughs> and she goes, okay. All right, I guess it's fine. <laughs> Who are, what are you? Oh, but I don't know how. Poor uh, Vanya. Yeah, I don't know how Grace was made, but yeah. Before we talk about Vanya, because there's so much to talk about with Vanya, I want to get through all of them. There's number one, Luther, whose name is Space Boy. <laughs> and yeah, he spent some time on the moon for no reason at all, which is fun. He, uh, he needed a sense of purpose and dad forgot to destroy the shit and that he actually... <laughs> God, if I were to send him up to the moon, I mean, he can't be that busy. He could have at least faked it and categorized it when for what... When it, he would return. I'm just assuming and not be a jerk about it. Reginald just didn't care enough to put that effort in. I would have at least faked some sort of research categorization or for him. Tell Pogo or to yeah, tell Pogo it. to do it or tell Grace to do it even. Yeah. Like she's in she's a robot. She has to do what you say, right? Mm -hmm. Like just tell just tell her like 
I don't know, figure out a way to make this look like we're actually using this. That he's sending it back so that he doesn't come back, see that, and go, ah, like we did, and have an emotional breakdown. Because <laughs> he was stuck on the moon for four years yeah. alone. And he's such an innocent guy. He's such a sweet boy. He does some things that are not so innocent later in the season. But overall, he's just, he just the most naive love. person ever. He just wants love. <laughs> As do we all. But he really wants it because he's just that poor dude for his sister. <laughs> Don't we'll get to. <laughs> They're not technically related, though. I mean, but, but it's still weird because they grew up as siblings. Mm, so the it's... fact that you have to point it out yeah. makes it weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they even say that in the show, but we haven't got to that point yet. Yes. Uh, and number two, we've talked a lot about him, is Diego. His superhero name is the Kraken. Which how is that? Wouldn't it make more sense for Ben to be the Kraken? He yes. has tentacles, though. It's never come up in this show. I really hope it comes up in the final season because they could call him Eagle Eye. Well, he I'm not sure. It's one or the other. He can either hold his breath indefinitely or he can breathe underwater. But again, that's never come up in the show. I wish it would. That would yeah. be cool. The, or that would make Diego a lot cooler. It's even just use it as a party trick. Dunk your head in a fish tank and be like, look, I'm breathing. Uh, I don't know how. Okay, maybe that's what you would do. <laughs> yeah, that's how. <laughs> I would try to use that as a party trick and immediately everyone would leave because they'd either be freaked out or just think I'm dumb. Or just go, this boy is strange. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. The next on we have number three, Allison or The Rumor. Who can... That makes sense. Like, obviously, we'll get down to the bottom. Some of the most powerful beings ever. But Allison has some real power that they never capitalize on. No, she could literally end every single problem that the world has yep. with just saying, I heard a rumor. And she mm -hmm. would just fix it. She would just fix it. Like, and... I wonder what exactly would happen if she said, I heard a rumor that there was no more world hunger. Like, would it actually happen? I think she has to use it on a specific person when she's saying it. That would make sense. Because otherwise, she would be more powerful than anybody. But again, just the fact that she can do... She Any can change reality yeah. to anyone. What? There was... <laughs> there was one thing that you said when we were oh yeah we were I, we were so mad because was, she was there was, was some... there was <laughs> there was somebody in there that was just a horrible person and she uh just said oh it was the cop yeah, that was, came in to arrest ray it was a racist and she bigot. yeah and she, <laughs> he came in barging in and going we got a problem here you're coming with me and she could have said so many things and she just she just didn't mm. use her power and just let it happen but you're like she should have just said i heard a rumor you have to hold in your shit for the rest of your life <laughs> and i was like god that I mean, is horrid you, you would just die within like what Oh, two weeks? I don't know. I don't know how long it takes for you to fill up with shit. I don't there know. There was there was just a whole bunch of racist bigots on screen for like the past minute before I said that, and I was thinking. For I that wish solid you. Minute. I wish you always had an itch somewhere on your body yeah. that you couldn't scratch. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking of the worst possible like, thing that she could say to someone while still keeping them alive. And yeah, hold it in your shit for the rest of your life. That was. Just 
anything that she until somebody say. says a keyword and it all just lets out oh god <laughs> you're just like here it comes <laughs> it would it would kill that person ah! <laughs> i wish that she went further with her power just for the sake of she can change reality anything she says yeah. is now truth well i mean because I think she, I think it applies specifically to people's behavior and actions, mm. and she has to say it to a specific person in mm. order for something to happen. Like I, I don't think she could just say something out loud to nobody and have it work because there's nobody to influence. She also ruined her relationship with her husband and her daughter by using her power. So I don't know if she wants to really stretch what she can do. Right, but the only reason she lost respect for it is because she was using it to be a lazy parent. Yeah. She was using it to avoid the harder parts, like when her daughter was fussy or clingy or something, she would say, I heard a rumor that you wanted to sleep. <laughs> I heard a Which, I heard a rumor um, that you would stop crying. Like if I had that power and I was in that position, I no, you got to put I in might, the effort. I might you got to put in that. that's well. She she be she got lazy with it and she started mm -hmm. using it in a not so kosher way. She started she just started being a lazy parent and it was not helpful. It was helpful in the moment and convenient for her, but in the long run, mm -hmm. it was not helpful. And her husband was like. What no, like there you was, can't do that to there her. There was even <laughs> a scene where they're just kind of flashing a bunch of rumors that she might have done or maybe she did actually do them. And one of them was, I'm pretty sure it was to her daughter. And it was, I heard a rumor that you loved me. And yeah. Fuck. Or yeah, something like that. And I was like, maybe that's, maybe you should stop using your powers on her. And that might be why. Yeah. But I don't really know if these like... Is, are the people aware that she influenced them after they've completed the I, task she told them to do? I are they aware they of it? Because, like, again, because well, then that would mean that truth, that would mean says. that her like her husband got mad at her because of her powers, but her daughter hasn't had whatever mm -hmm. issue with her, but she had no idea about the powers that she was using on her. I'm sure it's a very complicated scenario where the daughter, I think her name is Claire, thinks that her dad's the bad guy, even though her dad is protecting her. Well, was she saying, I heard a rumor that you said you loved me or loved me. Was that saying it to him or it, to her daughter? It might have been to him. We don't know. Because it doesn't say. It doesn't say mm -hmm. anything in particular like that. I mean, a lot of them were toward her daughter when she was just acting out or being inconvenient to her. But yeah. But you don't, we don't it, know. It could have been anything. Yeah, because I don't know why it, she would have said that to her daughter because then the relationship with the daughter wouldn't have been ruined inherently because of the powers that she was using because she wouldn't know it. Mm -hmm. It would have to be anything, something else she's doing. Like right. being absent, being non-patient, being un, mm -hmm. unloving or uninvolved. Like I would assume, I unless dad was talking shit. <laughs> I don't know. Saying your mom uses her superpower on you to make you less of a shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a messed up situation overall, which is just really good writing. Yeah. Like I like great power all comes great responsibility. Yes, of course. When as soon as you involve a power like hers, it it gets messy. I mean, I'd use the power, duh. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I don't know if I would let myself, you know, go against my morals. And values and go against what is inherently right behavior mm. just because it's convenient. Well, and as it would as... take discipline because it's easy enough to say 
I heard a rumor that blah, blah, blah. Like, it's easy enough to say that. But And what I was about to say was as soon as you start messing in that gray area, then you go further and further into it because, yeah, you're you're changing reality. You're making new truths. Why wouldn't what you're doing be right? Like, theoretically, it should be because whatever you say is reality. It's it's all. It's cray cray. It's not good. But next, number four, yeah. Klaus. The Seance. The which, se- yeah, that superhero name never comes up because it's the not seance. great. No, I would have called him Ghost Whisperer. Yeah, or just Ghost Boy. Keep the theme of blank boy. Casper. <laughs> I I love Klaus. He is He's awesome. obviously the most fun to watch on screen. And also pretty unhinged. Oh, yeah. He's very crazy. <laughs> and there's reason to be crazy. He was locked in a mausoleum or something. Yeah, like to get over his fear of... Mm seeing the dead or even just to get in tune with his power i don't think i think his um extreme use of exposure therapy mm-hmm. was very um unhelpful yeah. because positive reinforcement is statistically proven to be a lot better at modifying behavior mm-hmm. than um terrifying the shit out of your kids <laughs> i guess reginald just hadn't heard about that or he was so scientific or so hmm. you know stuck in that business mindset that he just didn't consider other alternatives hmm. to that yeah i mean he he probably was just like well if the, he looked at them as subjects a exactly. lot of the time and i mean they were numbers to him yeah they, he literally numbered them one through seven mm-hmm. but he the only time that i saw him have any kind of a deeper connection is with seven yeah because she was essentially a prodigy but she was too young to understand the extent of her power and she kept hurting people and doing bad bad things so he kept trying to you know accommodate and instead of immediately throwing her in the dungeon and immediately like doing something like he would to the others mm-hmm. he tried to make her more comfortable and he tried to work with her and make her feel and a little bit better but but com- just comparatively to how he treated the other ones mm-hmm. the others like he essentially abused the rest and he ended up abusing Vanya, but he had almost a remorse about it. Like, he didn't want to resort to what he did, but she was too dangerous. Mm-hmm. I have no evidence behind this, but I think that that was just because Vanya picked up the violin, which had a lot of significance to him. Sentimental value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll get into it more as we talk about Vanya, and even we'll probably talk about that opening of the finale where... It's Hargreaves, and he's in some weird room with a lady, and she's dying. I uh, I think that was Grace, the original one, right? I don't think so. I don't even. Then why would he if that if that was the lady that he had sentimental value attached to? Why would he base the AI off of Grace and not her? I don't because they aged, and she was his date to that whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Grace why, was a real person. Yeah, so. I could only assume that that was Grace as an older person and she was probably, you know, very sick, which made her look different too, but... Uh, I'll say that that scene was a flashback. Yeah. Like, before real Grace was ever a thing. I'm pretty sure. Really? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Well, just whoever with, it was had to be very sentimental. You know, with the information that I have now, that's what I'm saying. I could be wrong, though. And you, it could be Grace. Because I, otherwise, I don't know why he would base the AI mom off of Grace if I think, that were the, if if it were somebody else. Like, why would you? I think that is explained somewhere in season two. I just don't remember because it's oh. been years since I've seen it. But next up, we have. Well, I guess have we talked about Klaus enough? Because he, he's, I mean, what's there to say? He's always in. He's always communicating. Except for the fact that men. he started a cult. Yeah. Well, that's season two. <laughs> that's the best thing that his character has done is start a cult. And then he gets annoyed with it because they won't leave him alone because they're like, oh my God, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, just stop. The prophet. Uh, um, I bet he regretted that. <laughs> before we move on to five, I will say there's a wonderful scene with Klaus where they're trying to get information on an eye. And he's <laughs> like, well, I mean, you hit me, didn't you? And then he just... No, he hits five, and then he smashes a snow globe on his head. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "And you beat the shit out of us." That was unhinged, <laughs> but awesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. And the guy sitting there going, I, I, what? "What? What do I do?" <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that five was funny. is or Klaus is so much fun to watch. But he five, is. whose name is just five, and he's an old man mm. trapped in a little boy. Why is why is he five? Why is he only five? Like because he why never did, got a name. Why? Because I'm assuming that they were named later in their like teenage years and five never like he left when he was 10 to 12 and his superhero name is the boy, which fits because he is he's just a boy. Well, I would have called him something like void because he that's, you that's know, a good name. isn't that the Incredibles too? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, her name is Void too, but mm, that for, that works. But his it would make sense, Void. Like mm -hmm. Yeah. And he has really good control over jumping in space, but whenever he tries to travel in time. Something always gets fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Something always happens. First uh, time he traveled through time, he did it. He did it kind he, of okay, but yeah, randomly he, a couple times. And he kept going, and then he mm. kind of exhausted his power and didn't and quite just, understand it, didn't have it quite, you know, under his control. And mm. then he accidentally bippity-boppity-booed himself into the apocalyptic future and got stuck for 40 years alone, mm -hmm. talking to a mannequin he named Dolores. <laughs> and that was his true love. <laughs> I, I couldn't but imagine. But even when he... Uh, even when he thought that everything was resolved and he put her back in the department store, mm -hmm. he acknowledged that she was a mannequin. Yeah. So he knew that she wasn't really real. <laughs> I think pure coping mechanism, something snapped inside Oh, God. Him. Well, if you're alone, right, like humans are social creatures. Yeah. Being completely in solitude for any extended period of time is going to have a lot of effects on oh, yeah. you. <laughs> the biggest interest. I'm surprised he's not as fucked up from that. Well, and one thing that I like about him is that well, first off, the child actor does a really good job. He does. Because he always feels like he's the one in charge. Yep, and he definitely gives off the vibe, I'm a 58-year-old man in this body. Mm -hmm. because and especially, him, and I love that. Yeah, especially his mannerisms. He's really good at looking like he's an old man and a little mm -hmm. boy. It's, And I've kind of caught on, especially as I've rewatched this. Caught on. I've caught with cotton. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but after rewatching this uh, series a bunch of times... I've caught on to how many 
little things that the actor does like he moves his ears a bunch when he talks or he'll he has all he smiles a whole bunch just with this really annoyed smile that he has and he talks like this <laughs> and he does it all the time and i don't know how he does it so well it's just it's perfect i know he's always irritated <laughs> he's always annoyed at everything and he has to have coffee yes all the he's time he's always looking for a fresh pot of coffee which i i get i like coffee too <laughs> <laughs> i love that they kept five as a teenage boy mm -hmm. and didn't like address anything to try and correct that and make yeah. him look his age again they just kind of kept it that way and i actually like that i there, think it's cool there's even a line where the handler is like hey if you do this thing for me i'll get you your old body and he seems interested in that but why would you be you have yeah. you have all the knowledge and experience but you get to live yeah you have another second, life yeah you have a second chance and this life. time you don't have to spend 40 years of it alone <laughs> in, in an apocalypse eating cockroaches and, yeah. and old twinkies <laughs> i i don't know but yeah again just his ruthlessness and he's even worse in the comic where he he's still a family man in the show like he genuinely cares about his family and especially vanya i love their relationship five and vanya but mm -hmm. he doesn't care about anything in the comic which this is a rare thing where i think the show might be better than the comic which is saying a lot because I don't even know if the show is that incredible. I really like it and it's quirky and fun, but nothing to, you know, put on the refrigerator show melt. I ruined that. It's, <laughs> it's nothing. That's what to you get for trying to be quippy. <laughs> it's nothing to put on the refrigerator to show mom is what I was trying to say. <laughs> anyway, next up we have number six, Ben or the horror. They still never said how he died. I don't think they ever do. That's so sad. Why? I don't know. It's just a mystery. I want to know how he died. It was a horrible died. accident. And that's all they say about it. And he was very young when he died. Well, he was, you know, I would I would say he was about like 20. No, the, the vision of Ben that we see from Klaus, that was him aged in real time. Because I'm pretty sure he died when he was like... A little bit after five disappeared, so when he was like ten or twelve. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Which is very sad. There's a plane flying overhead. Can you guys hear that? Probably not. Especially if you're talking over it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but Ben, I think I think Ben is a really good um, outlet for Klaus. Yeah. Because Klaus has a lot of problems <laughs> like in his manifest in drugs and alcohol I'm... and and ben almost is like his conscience mm -hmm. like this jiminy cricket i'm and really glad that keeps him on Klaus, his shoulder yeah he has a ben because it, it is his voice on yeah, the shoulder and ben's like will you stop that that's not gonna help <laughs> and he actually punched him and then they yeah. figured out that he can actually interact with ghosts and they tried to play patty cake at the end of an episode and they're, great. and they're like klaus just shut up we know you're doing this for attention he's like no i swear to god you guys i <laughs> right, can I'm actually throw do this. this bowling ball and ben is gonna catch it and, <laughs> and they're all happens. watching and then <laughs> <laughs> it just hits the ground <laughs> yeah ben i i think his power is that he opens up 
a dimensional portal in his chest. To Cthulhu? Yeah, to like some tentacle monster and tentacles fly out. Are you sure that doesn't just like live inside him? I'm pretty sure it's a dimensional portal. Um, actually. Well, why does it come out of his chest? Is that why it it seems like it hurts him whenever he does it? Because he always yells and goes, ah! (laughs) I'm pretty sure it is like tearing open his chest every time, but. Ouchies. I could be wrong. He's also screaming in pain when while he's a ghost and dead, and I'm like, mm. "Come on, you're <laughs> Come on, already man. you're already out of this game, okay? Come on." <laughs> yeah. But we do love the ben. horror, the horror, the horror. <laughs> oh, the horror, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we have number seven, Vanya, or the White Violin. She is. <laughs> Like we talked about how I don't know about Allison, that superhero name. I like it. The white violin. I mean it's the villain, you know? The white violin yeah, but it's just like that just that's an object. <laughs> yeah. White violin. I'm like it's an object with It's an not adjective. intimidating. Yeah. It, right. she's she has extremely intimidating powers and that is not an intimidating like name. In concept, just the way that White beauty. No. Yeah. Or something like that. But we talked about how Allison is really powerful because she can change reality. Yeah, but Rumor but, is a cool name. Yeah, like that's Rumor cool. Rumor is a really cool name, and it makes sense. And probably the white violin, name. like when you walk in, they go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like that's not intimidating. That's not scary. And I think her power has something to do with she can turn sound into energy, but <laughs> that means that she can basically do anything that the writers want her to. She basically just has telekinesis. Yeah, but really, really powerful <laughs> telekinesis. Like right? when she was getting angry, she made it rain and she bent the light poles around the street. Right. Like she's she's very powerful, but mm. hence why I don't think the white violin is suitable. That's just describing well, one of her I instruments that she It's just uses. because she's really, I was about to say she's really white. The actress is, but Phantom the of the Opera <laughs> she gets is really white in the end. But. I mean, I said I said actress. It's actor. Actor. Elliot. Yeah. Sorry about that. But <laughs> we'll 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 get to all of that because at this moment, Vanya is the white violin, and I don't know. I don't know what I would call her. I'm I'm not sure. I Maybe I wouldn't change it. I I like white violin. Call, if it sound, you could call her Echo. But that that's a Marvel thing that just came out. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Echo is still a word. You know, Marvel doesn't own the name. They probably do. They probably have it trademarked. They don't own the word. <laughs> yeah, trademarked like She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Gets her name taken from her for stupid cosmetics line. We still haven't reviewed that. We gotta do that. Oh, right, She-Hulk. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, here, we're here to talk about Umbrella Academy because I don't know if there's much else to say about Vanya other than there is the just whole fact that she was being drugged and she was being lied to and anti-anxiety and, medications they're helping you <laughs> uh-huh no <laughs> and the it was revealed that Allison the rumor uh said that I I heard a rumor that you thought that you were ordinary and that's why her whole life she's just felt down when she's in fact the most powerful being amongst them. Mm-hmm. And it was all for everyone's safety so that if she forgot her powers and was kept sedated. But yeah, she's very angry about that. And there's even the 
there's two episodes which take place over the same day the day that was or the day that never was and then the day that was is i think the title of those episodes but i really like that because pretty much everything is revealed where vanya sees uh leonard's journal of his of her dad's that he's kept he did not serve as um important of a purpose and sustained as long as i thought he was going to he was just kind of a little weakling you know what i really like about this first season is that there's this whole mystery especially behind this fake eye that five is trying to uncover and i'm sure that it's because in a previous timeline leonard and vanya teamed up and fought the umbrella academy and that's how luther got the eye but this is a different timeline where completely different things are happening so the mystery that five is trying to solve isn't real at all or it's not the exact series yeah. of events that actually because happens. he because he interfered in, mm-hmm. in yeah. it this time just by existing there he creates another timeline yeah. Mm-hmm, I also I don't love. know why Luther would go for a fake eye to pull out I, in an apocalypse and I, why it ended up in his fingertips. I don't know. I don't really understand that. I don't know why he would have done that, but... Uh, also, that scene where we're seeing all of the dead bodies of the Umbrella Academy or Five is seeing them, I wish that they went a bit further with the budgeting. I, I can get into, like, yeah, VFX Because they're just buried budget. in rubble, and yeah. I'm like... For a but for a team of super humans, mm. you you don't want to you put... you would probably want to see more of something like uh, the Invincible, yeah, <laughs> where exactly. they're just strewn, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I don't know a piece of rebar in one of them, and that's why they died. But no, they're just lying. They're there. just lying. They're like, oh, I got hit with a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Someone threw a brick at my Someone head. You're wrecking me. <laughs> <laughs> Get over it. Kevin McAllister does it all the time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But with all of the numbering of all the characters, I do have the initial question. And this is one of the just the mysteries that you get thrown into and you start thinking about. But what order are they in? They have to be one is least powerful to seven is most powerful. But mm-hmm. the only thing that throws me off of that is Allison. Yeah. Because she is arguably a lot more powerful than say ben Mm, i think if ben and her switched places i think it would make sense for that ben is pretty powerful though like he can kill a room full of people just by opening up his chest yeah but he also died (laughs) yeah that is true but we don't know the circumstances of his death other than i wish they would have said that though they have to get to it they have to mention why Mm. that happened somebody has to ask the question like oh yeah how'd your brother die Last season's coming out soon. They will explain it in that. I guarantee it. Well, I would assume that it makes sense. I just thought Allison would be like higher up on the mm, on, on the, the food, power. on the power chain because she's essentially like one of the most powerful of all of them, like mm-hmm. a top three at least. Potentially. I mean, and five is powerful in the sense that he can literally alter timelines because yeah. he can travel through time and. Mm-hmm. Space. And Klaus is powerful because he can literally bring back the dead and have them affect the real world. Is there any? This is this is a stretch. Yeah. This is a real stretch. And there's seven of them, and it wouldn't make sense because there's six uh, Infinity Stones. But would any of them relate to the Infinity Stones? Because I would say that Ben would be the time. No, no. I mean, five would be the Time Stone. Klaus would be the Soul Stone. Allison would be the reality stone. Um, and I, mean, I would say that Vanya would be the mind stone. I guess. I mean, Umbrella Academy, I'm pretty sure, is Image Comics, which is separate from Marvel. But 
But I'm I just mean, making a real big leap connection, and there's seven of them, so it still doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess Ben and Klaus would be kind of like a duo one yeah. because Ben is dead and he just follows Klaus. Yeah, everywhere, I guess so, so it works. Nah. But I would say the order, and I like the idea of seven being the most powerful, one being the is. least. But I always assumed that the order was number one is the most controllable to seven is the least controllable. That could be that could be it. Um, but I would say Diego is kind of spontaneous a lot because mm. he acts out a lot. So I don't think he would be as controllable. I and again, he started naming them as babies, so there would be no way of knowing this. But making Diego number two would be a good ego check for him just to be like, hey, you're the right hand man so you still have room for your ego or maybe it's just the order in which he acquired them that is probably it because i guarantee <laughs> also, you also know, here's Reginald here's a question i have for you if however many there were that were born on that day and he only got seven of them where are the other ones and that's, what powers do they have and what are they doing that's another massive mystery in this show there's how many other superpowered people in this universe that we just don't see superpowered people superpowered people that sounds like a song <laughs> Make it like a dubstep song. Superpowered people. <laughs> Someone put a track over that. I don't know. <laughs> Make it into a song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I I don't want to spoil too much, but we will see some of them. But there's dozens and dozens of other I, superpowers. I would love to see a spinoff series of like maybe not necessarily all seven of them, mm -hmm. but like just like three of them are on a quest to go and find the others. You know, and seek out the rest of them. I for I, for what reason I wouldn't know, <laughs> but it would probably be an end of the world scenario again. Yes, but to seek them out just to like explore who's out there, what powers they are, try and track them down because mm. they know their birthday. Yeah, they don't know where. I but... mean, there are other kids born on that same day, like Leonard, which is why he hates them so much because Leonard. he tried to be part of them. What's his real name? Harold <laughs> Harold Jenkins. <laughs> Henry Jenkins, right? No, I'm pretty sure it's Harold, just because it's a dumb name. Why did he pick Leonard Peabody after that know. either? It's because a that's really ridiculous. dumb name. Why would you pick that? <laughs> you could you could have picked like Angelo, no, <laughs> or I don't know something Rex, no, <laughs> I don't know, or a superhero name. Yeah, or you could just rip one off and be like, my name's Bruce Banner. <laughs> what is Bruce Wayne? I'm to Toby Stark. <laughs> Anyway, another person in this um, family unit that we haven't really talked about is Pogo. Oh. I love Pogo. I, Pogo. He's a very odd choice to put in this show, especially since I'm sure every time he's on screen, I, I don't even want to think about how much money they're spending. But he looks good, and I love seeing him. He's I, like the old wise man that just lives there and knows that there's... He looks like him. Yeah, <laughs> I showed Celie a picture of the actor that plays Pogo, and he does it, look like Pogo. For those of you who've seen it, it's the guy um, who tries to give Walter White a bunch of money in Breaking Bad, but then Walter White doesn't accept it. But he looks like this sounds bad. He looks like a monkey, <laughs> just a little, <laughs> just a little bit. It's the ears, I'm telling you. There's something about it. But yeah, but I, I love Pogo. Yeah, he was a great character. I, uh, and I understand why he kept those things a secret from mm -hmm. them, but you don't want to get on the bad side of, say, Seven. 
Vanya. You don't want to get on their bad side because we see what happens when you do, and it's lights out. (laughs) For some reason, I'd still be more afraid of being on the bad side of Hargraves, even though because he has an arsenal. (laughs) Yeah, he he can do something. In death, I know he's gonna slap my ass around. (laughs) I know it when I die. He's gonna be right there going. What did I say? You see my foot tapping? You know what that means? Oh, means George. <laughs> uh, I will also say that the VFX in this show are overall really, really good. Like, it's n- not quite movie quality, but it's a step above normal TV. Though sometimes the special effects do get a little bit cw and what i mean by that is there's a bunch of superhero shows on a network of television called the cw i don't know what it stands for but they have like the flash and arrow and a bunch of other stuff and their special effects aren't bad but they get pretty bad at times prestige worldwide (laughs) yes and yeah the vfx sometimes don't hold up but i feel like you know it works was there any moment that stood out to you as good or bad? Whether it be Pogo or a robot mom? Um, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of any that would have like emotionally impacted me in some way. And the only one that I could think of that would have been more emotional for me or an emotional impact mm. is when Diego decircuited Grace yeah. and shut her down. Um mm. because she because she was apparently like short circuiting and failing in her mm. software or whatever was happening hardware i don't know i don't know i guess but she, she was like getting old or something I, I don't know i don't know how that would work i mean you can just do basic maintenance on her probably right but I, I think it was hargraves that did that maintenance and he was dead so i think that was Wouldn't the logic pogo there. have known surely pogo would because he's been there for a long time we're getting sidetracked because he diego was mm-hmm. cutting the circus to the mom <laughs> I think that that I think that that would have been harder because mm-hmm. he genuinely like saw her as a parental figure. He saw her as mom, yeah. And he was essentially trying to do her a kindness. I think he was trying to put her out of her misery a little bit because she was just kind of stuck there, and uh, Mr. Hargreaves was gone, mm-hmm. and she really was like serving no purpose anymore and she was starting to show her wear and tear yeah so i mean i know why he did it but then pogo brought her back <laughs> fixed her mm-hmm. but yeah um i can't think of too much else to say about the umbrella academy season one um other than out of five brownie points what would you give this first season i would say okay that's pretty good Uh that's a good rating it's more than i thought i would have gotten from this because i kind of just made you watch it because the finale or the final season was coming soon and i figured we'd get into this i like it a lot it's not um one of the ones that i would always necessarily choose over something else you know to watch but but I like it enough to sustain my attention. Exactly. I, I'm always interested in it when I'm watching it. I don't really think about it when I'm not. It's not my favorite. I don't hate it, though. Yeah. But yeah, that has been a girlfriend's glimpse into The Umbrella Academy, season one. Dun, dun, dun.